You're excited. I am excited. Welcome to the Bottom of the Stream movie show. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome. 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 How are you, Nick? Oh, great. I am excited. I love talking about movies. Uh, it's my favourite time of the week. Same. And I think... I enjoy talking to you about these films more than I enjoy watching these films, <laughs> which is a strange thing, isn't it? In a lot of cases, that is true. I, and I certainly think that may be the case this week. Definitely. <laughs> it was the case last week with Secret Obsession. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that which one. Which I just want to reflect on for a second. I really enjoyed that episode. Same. And I, I what was, a terrible movie. I really enjoyed editing it and listening to it back. I, I'm not sure how we got so much fun out of such a paint-by-numbers... Bland movie. Yeah. But we did. Yeah. Because we're great at what we do. And I think <laughs> there are some similarities this week with this movie. We're going to have a lot of fun with this one. So, but let's see. But the difference this time is that the people in this look like they had a lot of fun with it as well. The people in Secret Obsession just didn't. Look like they didn't want to <laughs> be there yeah, whatsoever. Like they weren't enjoying themselves. I think that is a it. fair comment. Yes, agreed. So, for those of you who are not aware, we are watching this week a film called Destruction Las Vegas. It is from 2013. It is a 15... It runs for one hour and 26 minutes and is currently rated at 3.1 out of 10 on IMDb. That's low, isn't it? It is low. I think films like this always seem to get a low IMDb score, though, because there are good films like this, but they're always low, low rated. I think that you can make the argument simultaneously that that rating is too low and too high. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. I think you're probably right. And it all depends on... Your perspective. Yeah. We've watched a lot of films. We, let's get into this bit now. We've watched a lot of films like this in our time as friends. Yes. Have we not? Sure. It's kind of the type of film that this whole idea for this podcast was well, based on. Also, if you look at when this was released. Yeah. Would you say 2013? 2013. You are bang smack in the middle of all that. Yeah. Sharknado. Mega Sharks. Lava Lanchulas. Yeah. There's loads of them and we've watched loads of them. And it's kind of where the idea from the show came from, isn't it? Because we were watching all these bad movies. Mongolian Death Worm. Mongo <laughs> God, yeah. Ghost Shark. <laughs> oh, Zombie. Do you remember that one? It was oh. about Osama Bin Laden as a zombie. Yeah. Jesus. Alien versus Hunter. Yeah. That's awful. All those asylum movies. Lo there's loads of them. And we, we got into the habit of watching them quite regularly. Yeah, we used to do almost weekly. And then we were talking about them and we were like, well, we might as well just record it. And then that's kind of where the idea for the whole show came from. So this, this film itself is the bedrock of where this bottom of the stream comes from. Sure. And it's been a long time coming for us to get a film like this to talk about. But I feel like these are our, I'm a little these are bit, our bread and butter. I'm a little bit surprised this one has not, never been on the radar no, back yeah. then, like pre-us doing the show. We did, I'm sure we did watch one once with Frankie Money's in, but I couldn't find it on his IMDb and I don't know what it was. Oh, oh there was nothing that rang a bell. He's in you? one of the Sharknado films. Sure. Oh, who isn't? Exactly. But I'm, I feel like he was in something that we'd watch, but I might be wrong. Eight-Legged Freaks was... Not Eight-Legged Freaks. What was it? Big Ass Spider. Big Ass Spider. That was the best one we saw, I think. That's that's uh, Greg Pilot from Lost Man. Yeah. I don't know his Grunberg. name. Is. Grunberg. Greg Grunberg. I think that's right. That's, that's a great one. If you're in the market for one of these low-budget... That's top end of those movies because yeah. it's actually quite funny and has got a few jokes yeah. and a half decent script yeah uh, which i certainly don't think we can say for this but <laughs> i agree <laughs> let's get into that so this film stars as we've just mentioned frankie muniz he plays a character called nelson obviously most famous for being malcolm in the in malcolm in the middle yeah did you know frankie muniz claims to have no memory of recording any episodes of frankie uh, so malcolm i knew he'd been ill he had a stroke in 2012 yeah 
and now claims to have no memory of ever filming anything for Malcolm in the Middle. That is With, crazy. It is crazy because that was a massive part of his life. Sure. He, was, he grew up in that show, but now he has he has no memory of it. Wow. It's mad, isn't it? Absolutely mad. Yeah. So that was, that was like the year before this was made. Yeah. That he, he had that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's also, I've just mentioned he's in Sharknado 3. He also had his own action film line. He was in Agent Cody Banks. Yeah. Remember that? There was a couple of them, I yeah. think. So yeah, he was doing all right back, back in the day. He doesn't do so much now. Malcolm in the Middle. Does it get the praise it deserves? No way. Malcolm in the Middle is amazing. I don't think it's that like highly regarded. I remember it very people fondly. Only, people only remember it now because it's where Brian Cranston came from. Yeah. And... And people are, people do that really lazy article, don't they? Where it's like you won't believe, you know, the guy who played Walter White <laughs> was able to prance around on roller skates and be a inept. Yeah, but it's just like, well, that's acting. Yeah, Cranston <laughs> is amazing in Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, he's great. He's phenomenal in Malcolm in the Middle. Do you know? It's, it's a really well cast show. They're all they're all very brilliant. good. The, the woman who played the mum, I can't remember her name, but she's Jane amazing. Someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guy who's the older brother. Yes. Is younger than Frankie Muniz. That's a great fact. <laughs> I didn't know that, and you've just my, my Bearfield, gob is a bit smashed. Justin Bearfield, I think his name is. Yeah, he's a year younger than Frankie Muniz when he played the older brother. Because That's an excellent fact. Frankie Muniz has not aged ever, and he still now he's four. He's in his nearly in his forties now, and he looks like a thirteen-year-old. Well, boy. he does, but I I would think Frankie Muniz, and this was the same when he was young in Mark in the Middle, simultaneously looks <laughs> thirteen. And 50. 50. <laughs> I think that's a fair comment. And it's I suppose, maybe a blessing and a curse. <laughs> because there's times in this movie where I thought, oh, he still looks like the same as he did in Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. But then there's also a point where I've gone, oh, he looks like 50. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's younger than us. He's got no hair. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. he's distinctive. He is, he's got a very distinctive look. Yeah. For sure. Um, this talking of distinctive looks. This film also stars a guy called Barry Bostwick. Oh, I love the guy. Uh, he plays a uh, guy called Sal. Sal. Uh, Sal. I can't say that. Sal. 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 Like Salvatore. Sal. Salvatore. He plays a character called Sal. Um, obviously, most famous for being in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Um, I most remember him from what well, I think another underappreciated sitcom. He was in Spin City with Michael J. Fox. Yes, he was. Yeah. But you will. He has been in. Loads and absolute shitload of stuff. You will recognise him. Yeah. Do you want to know how many credits he has as an actor on IMDb? Hundreds. One hundred and eighty-seven. Wow. Which is massive. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been in everything. Yeah. You, you will, will know Barry Boswick. Recognise him. Also stars a lady called Maggie Castle. Okay, who was um, she? She was Olive. Yes. Um, she again has been in quite a lot of stuff, but nothing that you probably would have seen. Okay. She what well, she did make a TV show a while back called Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. I don't know if you've heard of that. It was quite. It's got quite a cult following to it. And then there was a spin-off film. That Is Ray Wise in that? I can look. <laughs> I think I no. You don't have to check. It's fine. I think I've seen Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. She. That's what I think she. She is most famous for. There was a TV show, and then I think a spin-off um, film came from it. Afterwards. Okay. Director. Yes. The director of this film is a man called Jack Perez. Do you okay. know who Jack Perez is? Absolutely not. Jack Perez is the guy who started it all. Did he? Yep. All of what? This. Time? <laughs> this. This whole thing. Um, Jack Perry's directed a film called Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus. Oh, really? He's yes. got form. Yes. And that is the film that put all these big budget disaster movies, low budget disaster movies into the mainstream. Yeah. I it, remember. It, it was 
viral, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, it the, was. The, at that time. Mega Shark versus... I remember listening to the... Ra- I think it was Scott Mills on Radio 1 was talking about Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. And I remember me and you sitting down Sci-fi and watching Sci-Fi Channel that. classic. Me and you sat down and watched that and that's what started it all. That Jack Perez is responsible for this show. <laughs> Ultimately. Well done. Also, <laughs> commiserations. Yes. Uh, Mega Shark, if you've not seen Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, it is rated at 2.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Ooh. And is a million times better than that. That's a million times better than that. There's, that is undeservable. Un, undeservable? <laughs> That's Un, not a word. Undeserving. <laughs> uh, written by three guys. Tom Tevez, Joe D'Ambrosia, and Maya Schwartzstein. They've, they've all written three things. Okay. They've all written the same three things. Oh, right. One of them is this. The other two are unimportant because I've never heard of them. <laughs> but they seem to work as a, a trio. Do you have a one-word review of Destruction Las Vegas? Malcolm in the middle of an apocalypse. <laughs> Nice. I'm changing that to. Do you have a one sentence review? I'm changing. Hey, it was one word last week. True. Maybe the week before. Possibly. Can't remember. Keeping you on your toes. It does. That's page two of my notes. <laughs> like, that's oh good. Right, we're, do- we're, we're doing a random order of this movie. Fine. Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, where does this film start, Nick? Las Vegas. It does. We're in a casino. It starts middle and ends in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, that wasn't filmed in Las Vegas. Oh, really? It was filmed in Indiana. On one of these, what do you call them? Um, forget it. You can edit that out. <laughs> my mind's got I'm not editing like... nothing out. I'm not editing shit. Yeah, we're in a casino. We are, yeah. Uh, and we see an Egyptian relic. Yes. I guess. It's a it's a sword sitting on a, on a quite cheap statue. Yeah. <laughs> so this film is mainly set in the Luxor Hotel in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. However, they call it... Hotel Isis, I think yeah. they call it. <laughs> I think they, do, yeah. they don't actually use the names of any of the hotels. No. So, except for Caesar's Palace gets a mention. Yeah. But I think other than that, I don't think they mention any of them. Maybe the stratosphere. Yeah, you clearly see Mandalay Bay. Yeah, you see them. And all of it's it's clearly the Luxor. It's kind of like, uh, in parts, I thought, is this a tourist board video for Las Vegas? I'm not going to lie to you. Every film about Las Vegas is like <laughs> that, though, isn't it? You could even say that about Army of the Dead. I, I think it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's because it's such a good-looking town. That it, whatever you do with it makes it look good. Yeah, so we see this sword, basically, don't we? Sure. To start with. And you're getting a bit of a sweeping shot around this casino. And then Barry Boswick comes on the screen and says, I love this crazy town, even though nothing's Apropos happened Apropos of yet. nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing's happened yet. He just walks into the shot and says that. And, like, and then we go into the titles. All we've seen is the lobby of a casino. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, well, it's not that crazy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go into the, there's a whole like title sequence, isn't there? Yes. Credit sequence. And we come out of that and a group of boys arrive for what appears to be a boys holiday. Sure. Um, Nelson. Spring break. Sp- is it spring break? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Nelson and his boys arrive, and then a car full of girls also arrives. I, I think they knew each other. They did know each other. No. They didn't know each other, so they met there. So this this is my first, like, how lazy this film is. It's a running theme from last week. <laughs> is it lazy? I don't know. Yeah, lazy. it is. Because they're two different groups. Yeah. They don't know each other. Right, okay. And then it, there's an equivalent in each they group do, yeah, there of is. the other. <laughs> yeah. It's like I've seen in Shaun of the Dead where they all walk past each other. Cardboard characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frankie Muniz plays Nelson. He's the designated driver because he's the nerd. Yeah. Because uh, he's he's literally just been invited along so he can drive these guys around town. Yeah. Basically. He's about three foot shorter than the rest and of them. And there's like a sporty one, a kind of intelligent hot one and a drunk one. And there's an equivalent in the Gills group as yeah. well. One of the one of the boys is played by Andrew Lawrence. Do you know who Andrew Lawrence is? No. They were, in the 90s, the Lawrence brothers were in every... Yeah, like Joey. Everything. Joey, Joey Lawrence. Lawrence. 
There's three of them. Joey Lawrence. I want to say Johnny Lawrence, but that's not right because that's Cobra Guy. <laughs> that's going to really piss me off. I, I wouldn't I know that, who the others were. I had that line planned. <laughs> Bet you'll edit this bit out. Yeah, I will do, yeah. Matthew. There's, so there's there's three Lawrence brothers. and In the 90s, they were in everything. So you've got Joey Lawrence, Matthew Lawrence, and Andrew Lawrence is the one that never got heard of again. Okay. I think Joey, Joey Lawrence still works. Yeah, is in Melissa and Joey. Yes. Yes, he is. I'll do it. Thanks. One point to you. Thanks. But yeah, there were, there, in the nineties, there were three of them that were everywhere, and one of them is in this film. We cut to a pool party, I guess, straight away. Yeah, party, party. So I've written here lots of inane conversation because there's there's stuff going on that we don't need to talk about. <laughs> just, they're just chatting. I just want to give my other. <laughs> this this made me laugh because we yeah we kind of go around the pool and. Again, totally independent of each other. Yeah. There's hundreds of people around this pool. It's really busy. Yeah. It's spring break, of course it is. Yeah. It's, it's a hotel in Las Vegas. The place is absolutely uh, humming with people. All we see is our, each of the guy in this group, so there's four of them, isn't there? Yeah. They're getting into their meeting chicks. Yeah. Who do they meet? Their <laughs> equivalent in the four group of girls. Yeah. Of all the people at this party. And then they all come together at the end. They're like, oh, that's my friend. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, we've all met up. Just coincidentally, they've all just grouped up together. <laughs> it's, it's shonky. One thing I will say about this film is nothing happens in this film until something happens. And yeah, the, that's the, a fair, the, that's the be- fair comment. The beginning of this film is pointless because you're just waiting for it to all kick off. And it doesn't take long, but there is like, you have to get through this bit at the beginning. Nelson gets pushed in the pool because he's a nerd and that's what happens to nerds at pool parties. Um, and he gets helped out by his equivalent female Olive. character, Olive. And what appears to happen is that they instantly fall in love. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're the only two away. nerds in Las Vegas. Yeah. And none of them want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so they fall in love. Um, and they go off and they they go off walking off together. And they eventually run into this sword that's been on display in this hotel. Yes, because Olive is studying at university, like Egyptian stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is why they probably picked Egyptian in this studies. hotel. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so they're admiring this story and they're It'd reading... It'd be nice if the movie pointed that out. It would give us a bit of... Uh, <laughs> and they're, um, they're reading credit. the plaque on this sword and what it's all about. And it's basically this old Egyptian sword that's just been located. Yeah. Um, there's a whole legend to it. They're basically, only a true hero can wield the sword. Anyone else tries to wield it, they'll bring death and destruction. <laughs> Simple as so that. So they're there. Suddenly, okay, I'm buying this. They're the two nerds. We've established that. Yeah. She's doing Egyptian studies. Yeah. So it makes sense she'd want to go and look at the sword. Yeah. And Nelson, Frankie Moon, is, is just hanging on because he quite likes this girl. Like yeah. you say, they're instantly in love. Then it cuts up from them reading about the sword and they're surrounded by all everyone of else in the group. <laughs> yeah. They just appear there all of they're a sudden. They're like, they've all been hooking up outside at the party. Yeah. They're all, oh no, we'll go and follow the nerds and look at the sword. It really made me laugh. <laughs> The boys think, hmm, steal that. Yeah, God, do a prank. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to steal this priceless ancient Egyptian artifact that's just been left in the lobby of a hotel. No, it's not in a glass case. No, there is, is a security guard standing near it, vaguely. but it's not in a glass case or locked away or anything. Um, but we cut away from it briefly because we have to go and meet Sal. So Sal is a Las Vegas lounge singer. He is. And he's doing a performance in the lounge of this hotel. And Nelson and Olive kind of go off and watch him and have a bit of a flirt. Um, watch his performance. Um, it very much reminded me of Tony Clifton, which is uh, Andy Kaufman's character. 
Barry Boswick is having fun in this movie. He isn't loves he? it. He absolutely loved it, and you could tell he was enjoying the hell out of being in this film. And I think you can't key... sing for shit. Oh no, no. <laughs> I think the vibe I get from this movie is that everyone knows they're in a shit movie. Yeah, but they're along for the ride. That's that's why these movies are great because things like Sharknado, that's an intentionally bad movie, and everybody in it knows that, and that's why it works. That's why these movies work. Everybody in this movie knows they're not in a good movie. And you compare that to last week. Yeah. It was the exact it was it was played it's probably no better a movie than this in terms of technic technically or script wise, but it was so straight laced. Yeah. And it was played for the seriousness and like there was there was no, it, there was no fun in there, was no, there? Not at all. Um, not at all. This one this movie will this have is a much... no there is a wink in this, yeah. isn't there, of that's what we know this is ridiculous. About. Yeah, that's what these movies are all and, about. And uh, and it gets by a bit more on that. Yeah, and this movie will have a much smaller budget than that movie last week. and But they they make it stretch a lot further. There's a lot more shit going on in this. Um, so while, you, while they're watching Sal do his Tony Clifton impression, they eventually agree to go out to dinner. He asks her out for dinner. Yeah, They agree to meet in the hotel near the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I will point out as well, that because it keeps cutting this scene between us watching um, Sal's piano performance yeah. and uh, nelson and olive talking at the bar they are clearly completely separately shot scenes yeah. that have been spliced together yes because really at no point is there any interaction no no there really isn't um while this is all going on the the rest of the remaining boys i didn't get any of their names uh, one was called uh, tj I think. yeah I, I think their names come later but the generic boys jocks yeah at this stage they do steal the sword and they get away with it by distracting one the of them like guard. vomits on command yeah so he does that to distract the security guard while the other one steals it yeah and they take it outside because they've read this thing as well about having to stab it into the ground yeah. to re- unleash its powers so they take it in outside and they stab it into the ground yeah and nothing happens nope obviously <laughs> nothing happens um but then they can't get it out of the ground. No way. It's stuck. It's stuck solid. It's stuck fast. And, th- and they, they do some like jock. Well, I'm strongest. I'll pull it out. Yeah. And no one managed to. None of the three of them can. To release it. So their prank's over. They're like, oh, well, oh, this, isn't, this we'll isn't just, fun anymore. Let's yeah, go back just, and get They just drink. leave it there. They leave it stuck in the ground. As they walk away, an ill wind blows. <laughs> it starts to get windy. Garden. It does start to get windy. And a snake appears. It just kind of slivers off. Mm. And then we get a view out in the desert near Las Vegas and a twister is starting to form. Sure. So storms are brewing. And this is it now. This is where and this film goes. Yeah, we're cut. We, we're just uh, intercut between the party ongoing and yeah. this storm brewing out in the desert just yeah. outside town. Um, weirdly, Olive calls her parents to check in. She goes back to her room. She calls her parents to say, I've met a boy. Yeah. Just to let you know, I'm not a complete loser. Yeah. A boy likes me. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. And it was like five minutes ago and she met him for five minutes. And her dad's like, well, yeah, go for it. And she Wear says... your best pants. And... <laughs> yeah. And she says, he even wants to meet you. And I'm like, it's a bit soon for meeting the parent. You don't even know his surname. Um, Mooners. <laughs> Nelson <laughs> Mooners, isn't he the guy from The Simpsons? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, I'd have loved this film more if she'd have gone, yeah, I've, it's, it's the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> Why didn't they do that? Why wasn't he's just playing Frankie not, Moon? Why didn't he not play himself? That would have worked so much better with his entourage of jock lads that he hangs around with. That would have worked so much better. Well, we've come. To, we've already done our end bit first. Um, yeah, she rings her parents, tells her about. We don't even know why she did it. It was just a bit of a filler scene. Um, there's a party going on next door, and there's a sandstorm now heading into Vegas. Yeah. Um, 
And then Nelson goes to the gift shop because he's got a date now. He's going to have to buy her a present. He's okay. going to go and buy her some suntan lotion because because they she had made a crack about, about you know I'm she lost her suntan lotion and I I've got to wear this big hat because I my skin fries because yeah. I'm a nerd because apparently if you're nerd you if you're a nerd you don't tan. It's true. <laughs> I don't, okay. and I'm a massive nerd. And whilst he's in this gift shop buying his joke present of Santa Lotion, he meets uh, Barry Boswick. He meets Sal, and they have a. He's just walking around the gift shop with a martini. Yeah, and they just have a bit of a chat, don't they? And they get to know each other. Outside, though, chaos is ensuing. The whole of Las Vegas is being destroyed. There's all sorts of shit going on. And nobody inside's noticed at this point. No, <laughs> people getting blown off all over yeah. the place. The hot air That's balloon just at the party. The, the hot air balloon sculpture outside the Paris Hotel yeah. has blown off its holdings and is rolling down the strip crushing people um, like that donut in the simpson nobody inside has even really even noticed and then we go we cut back out to the pool party which is still going on yes people getting whipped up into the air yeah but no, still nobody's noticed until this sandstorm but comes around the corner yeah. of the hotel and everybody starts screaming and panicking shoes and then the stratosphere hotel falls over yes it does so we we get a view of the stratosphere um, the wind blows it over. There's a huge, obviously, a huge crash, and that's when everybody who's inside realizes that some shit's going down. Well, not no, not outside. quite yet. I think um, because we we cut back, don't we? And and Nelson and all the boys and all the girls, yeah, apart from Olive, are playing craps. Yeah, and then yeah, Sal sorry. turns up as well. Yeah, and that's where that's and it all ensues from. Well, Nelson brings Sal with him because yeah. they're best mates now. Um, and then that's when the stratosphere falls over. Everybody notices it. There's a massive crash. Nelson was like, oh, shit, I need to go outside. He's like, I was supposed to meet an Olive down the road. Yeah, for dinner. Yeah. So he runs to the door and instantly he sees Olive over the road. <laughs> this um, lady leads a charmed life in this movie, doesn't she? Yeah. Because, correct me if I saw this wrong. No, you saw I'm this wrong. I'm pretty right. sure she gets wiped out by a car flying through the air. She does, yeah. She's walking down the street and this car starts flying violently towards her and smacks her and she disappears. Yeah. I've even written here, oh, Olive's dead. <laughs> like this this early in my and, notes that's what it's and nelson witnesses this from outside yeah uh, from across and the street freaks out and starts yeah. like panicking just seen my just girlfriend killed girlfriend. by a flying car <laughs> yeah he's just seen this girl he's just met who he's in love with killed by this flying car but instantly his phone rings because they must have exchanged numbers <laughs> she calls him and she's all right and he said that's three blocks away do you want me to read my notes yes my notes say nelson spots olive who gets wiped out by a car yeah oh no she's okay yeah but she's now three blocks away. <laughs> yeah. So am I to believe... Olive has this skill of teleporting because it happens again <laughs> later on in the film. Am I to, it does, yeah. Am I to believe at this point, though, a car has flown through the air toward her. Yeah. She's managed to somehow straddle it and ride, <laughs> ride it, it for three blocks. For three blocks. Even though Vegas is famously one road and has no blocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that appears to what's out. And then instantly for I need to ring Nelson. That all happens off camera. Yeah. But that's what's happened to this In, in the time it lady. takes for him to turn around away from the door and have a quick chat with Sal and pick up his phone. She's like surfed a, a car three blocks. Um, it's impressive. Everybody in the hotel is panicking now. Sal suddenly says, I know Las Vegas like the back of my hand. Yes. I've lived here for 30 odd years. I know the service tunnels. We don't need to ever go outside. Yeah, don't panic. You don't ever need to go outside in Vegas. It's, yeah. a, it's a fact. So, and he's like, we'll go through the service tunnels. We'll go to where you were supposed to meet Olive. Because <laughs> she says I'm at the Cactus Club Cactus or something Club, like that. yeah. Because you can't use the proper names for hotels. We, we can get through there, through the service yeah, tunnels. Like, we'll do you. that. So I like you, kid. Yeah. So he, ta- he agrees to take him and they all go. The whole well, group, there's, there's yeah. a bit like... 
the girls are like, well, we never really liked her, so we don't really give a shit whether she lives or <laughs> but not. But she's the cousin of one of them, yeah. isn't she? So they kind of have it's to. Like, oh, we have to. One of the guy, the vest guy, yeah. vest jock. Yeah. I think he was called Johnny. He was called Johnny. He's like, down. I don't want to go. Yeah. I'm quite happy here. I'm going to go and do some more gambling. The casino manager offers him free money if he stays and gambles because he's some sort of high roller. Yeah. And this guy just wants to keep everybody in his hotel. So he does. He stays. And they all go. They all go into these service tunnels. Well, some absolute randoms join them as well. Yes. The unnamed extras, as I've named them later on. Yeah, some randoms join them. So there's a group, our group of people we've met and some cannon fodder. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with you as well. We want to get out of it. Um, Unfortunately, Johnny stays. He does some gambling. And unfortunately, and a plane crashes into the hotel and kills him. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away. He's our first casualty. So this plane comes out of nowhere, crashes through the hotel, the hotel explodes. But we're all right because we're in the service tunnels. Yeah. That's fine. We've only just shut the door, but we've survived a plane crash. Yeah, because one of them touches the handle and goes, oh, it's hot. hot. <laughs> it's exactly As right. a raging fire erupts yeah. above ground. Olive, meanwhile, is in another hotel now. She's got into this Cactus Club hotel, which is, which I'm pretty sure was the same set. <laughs> But with cowboys and Indians now Instead rather of than Egyptian, Egyptian accessories. accessories. It was exactly the same hotel, I'm sure it was. She makes a really bad Elvis joke. Yeah, I've written that as well as going. She really does. Because an Elvis impersonator comes back and says, oh, have you seen old Elvis? Yeah. Like from his comeback special. Yeah, have you, have my mate. I've and she him. goes with an absolute straight face. She's not making a joke. No. The film's making a yeah. joke, but she's not. The character's not. She says, oh yeah, I saw him go that way. He's, uh, he's just left the building. <laughs> I get it. I get why it's in there. The delivery was appalling. It was really but bad. I understand why you'd make that joke. It was quite funny. I was like, is she just sent him out to his doom? <laughs> she just sent this guy outside into yeah. this store. But then she follows him. She so. follows him and they, they team up for a little while. In fact, it's absolutely ridiculous because she's just told her boyfriend, I'm here. I'm at this hotel. I'm staying here. And then she proceeds to just go... Why did she go outside? I don't know. And when she went, when she'd finished outside, why did she just not go back to where she I was? The, the, she has some really weird decision making in this film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she goes outside with Elvis, and they get chased by a tiger because Las Vegas. Drop. It's really, really, really windy. Right. There's hmm. a sandstorm going. There's on. There's people getting chucked through the air all over the shop here. However, cars going through the air. So this is how strong it is. A biblical storm. However, the wind does not affect her hair. Nope. Or the trees behind her. And she can see perfectly <laughs> fine. Absolutely. You, you imagine if you're in a sandstorm, that is whipping around. You ain't seeing shit. No. She And she's in the middle of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's outside in totally the, on the strip. Totally unaffected. The, the wind is not even, around. not even budging a single like hair Like she's a head. tourist. Yeah. It really made me laugh. I'm like, it was, it's so lazy, so that is, bad. but it's it's yeah. it's what you expect from these yeah. sort of films. But because she's an important character, she's totally protected by. Yeah. She's not even the wind's not the even blowing. Her do head. not apply. The trees behind her are not blowing in the slightest. There's just this CGI sun that keeps flying across the screen. And she gets chased by this tiger, and we cut back to the group of people who are cutting through the, the jocks. Service. Tell the jocks. Nelson, oh yeah, uh, we we stole the sword and stuck it in the ground. Yeah. So Jack Nelson's like, well, obviously you've unleashed this curse. Yeah. So. He's like, we right, well, now we've got to go and get the sword. Yep. Because so we've, something, we can, we we can, can stop can, this happening. Surely something we can do, we can to, do to stop, stop it. it. What's Olive doing at this point? The tiger's just stalking her. The tiger's She's wandering around. Her. She's in like the drainage ducts, isn't she? Yeah. At some point. You don't She's, see this tiger at this point. No. You, you get like tiger cam, you can, don't you? Yeah, you can and hear you can the hear tiger growling. And it watching her. And she's just crawling through. Ra- Why shouldn't just go back inside the hotel? Because Elvis has gone. Yeah. He's cleared off somewhere. So they, they, 
they go they go to they find the sword don't they at this yes, point they go back to where they stuck it in the ground so they go so they go to this sword they go and try and get this sword out of the ground again they still can't do it yeah they all give it a yank and it's not budging and one of the girls comes out and she's screaming and then she gets sucked away by this this is Heidi she gets yeah. blown away by the twister which freaks them all out and they instantly give up on trying to get the sword out yeah. even though only two of them had tried to but so we've lost another one we're losing characters draw hand over fist Olive's still making um, being chased yeah, by this tiger she's wandering around she's wandering around I've written here no matter which way she's facing the sand is always going left to right on the screen <laughs> it's always it's always just blowing <laughs> across Amazing, the screen yeah. and it doesn't matter even when she turns around it's still going the same way then this is really weird. So we've spent quite a few minutes building up, trying to build up some semblance of tension with this tiger stalking yeah. her, which she's already escaped once. Yeah. Now it chooses to, it makes its move, doesn't it? It jumps out of her. Yeah. Uh, she just waves a rock in the air and the tiger walks off. Yeah, it like cowers away like the cowardly yeah. lion from the Wizard of Oz. So that's... That's that done. Yeah. We never see it again. Nope. And she's like... She doesn't even shout. She just literally holds the rock above her Holds the rock above her head as if she's going to throw it and yeah. the tiger just stalks off. She she has a quippy one liner there as well, and I can't remember what it was. Then she goes up a tower. Yes, because what you need to do in the middle of a biblical raging sandstorm is go up higher. Yeah, to a less protected. She goes up a radio tower. Doesn't yeah, looks like just to get it seemed to just to get a view to check that the rest of Las Vegas is covered in dust. Yeah. So she's just gone to get a higher ground to have a look. Completely. Like I said, the decision making is bizarre. Pointless. Uh, the rest of the crew that we're following are still going through this hotel. They're still in this original hotel that they were in. Um, and they enter an arena kind of area. I think it's supposed to be like a, a, a bit like the, a boxing um, arena. Because yeah, like one of them says, oh, who's fighting this weekend? Yeah. And they're clearly in a 20 seat <laughs> auditorium. Bingo, thing, all type, yeah. Yeah. But the top of the stratosphere's in there. Yeah. The perspective was way, way out of whack. <laughs> I was like, it's really small. Yeah. So they're on this arena floor. The top of the stratosphere is completely intact. Yeah. Lying as if it's just fallen in there. And they're like, not even tiny next to it. Yeah. I mean, it's a small hotel, but a building falling into a building doesn't just land intact sure. inside the building. And there's no there's no raging dust storm coming through the hole in the roof. No. There's not even a mention of a hole in the roof. No. It's like it's come through the door and locked its door behind it. It's very bizarre. It's a nice image, but it's very, very bizarre. And then the extras in the group decide they've done. They've had their payday. They've got no... They're not getting paid for He's had enough walking around with them. Yeah, so there's a group of older extras that have followed them. So there's about five of them, I think. And one of them makes a stand. He's like, right... Gets Billy, not, Billy Big Bollocks all of a sudden. He to Sally, so I'm not trusting you anymore. I'm going to go my own way. Going out in the, the streets. We're going to go outside. And Frankie Muniz is like, no, don't go outside. That's really dangerous out there. I don't know if you've noticed. It's windy. <laughs> and he opens the door. Gets sucked off. They all, they all instantly die. Yeah, they're all sucked off. All these, they are all sucked off instantly. <laughs> they all instantly die. We've lost our extras. And then, Despite the storm not coming in the massive hole in the ceiling because a hotel fell into a hotel, yeah. <laughs> uh, by opening this door to the street, that's it. Yeah, the storm comes the storm through the door and chases them, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're literally running through corridors and this storm's just chasing them. Can't go upstairs though, can it? No. Because they run up some stairs they and do. the storm doesn't the storm chase does them. does not follow them. And when they get up these stairs, they're suddenly in the cactus cave or wherever they're yeah. going. They're in this of a completely other hotel. Um, and they start looking for Olive. A dying man says something about a snake. Yeah. I didn't quite understand. There's a man who's got some sort of pole who's been impaled on some sort of rebar. And he says the snake is alive. Oh, I don't know how he knew this. 
It's possible he was hallucinating because he was in a Western hotel. And he had a, you know, iron railing through his middle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then we we get some more footage from outside and the Circus Circus is the next hotel to be engulfed. Um, This storm is taking a very odd course through Las Vegas. It's almost like going down a strip and then stopping every few minutes. Yeah. Just to let the film But also going up and backwards across. Because the stratosphere is at one end of the strip and the Luxor is at the other end of the strip. And Circus Circus is right next door to the stratosphere. (laughs) So it's taking a very odd course down the strip. Yeah, famously one road in Las Vegas. Another of the girls randomly dies here. She gets, well, she decides to go outside. She goes outside for a fact. she's just seen yeah. all those people die by going outside. So the next scene, she decides I'm going outside. She's like, I don't care about Olive. And she sparks a fag up. Yeah. And then the doors explode and she gets pulled, sucked off. Um, and then, then they find Olive. Back in this hotel. In this hotel, under a pile of rubble. Like a column has collapsed on her. Like the last time we saw her. She was up a tower. She was up a tower on the outskirts of Vegas looking at Vegas. Yeah. How, what, what's happened here? It, it's ridiculous <laughs> is what it is. That is a really bad edit. There's, yeah. there's something's gone wrong in the edit suite. There's a couple. There's a really bad edit later on as well, which I'll point out. I don't know if you spotted it. She's, she's sat under she's been crushed tons under a, of yeah. rubble. Yeah, like she's been there for this whole time. Yeah. There's no other rubble in this hotel. No, just the convenient pile that she's, she's under. sat under. I don't understand how she got there. No. It was a, it's a bad edit. There's a scene that's been cut somewhere. But she's already escaped a flying car. Yeah. This rubble ain't no thing. No. Because they pull her out. Yeah, straight away. She's fine. She is good to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She's fine. She's not even got a scratch on her. No. And she says, Nelson says, oh, what happened? And she says, you mean after me and Elvis took on a tiger? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I want to know. <laughs> what happened after that, please? <laughs> I'd love to know. What happened after the tiger? Because somehow you've ended up in some rubble in a hotel a long way from where you were. Olive, though, knows how to stop this curse. Yeah, so she's, this is exposition central now. She, yeah. she just says, look, I, I know Egyptian things. Yep. Uh, and this sword was used by Emperor, some whatever his name is, yeah. uh, to cripple cities. Yeah. The all, whole cities fell to this guy as he was... Because uh, he'd basically conquering Egypt. Yeah, he ba- before he sent his armies in, he'd put his sword in the ground in these cities and yeah. wipe them off the map, and then just go in and take them. But there is a very specific and quite complicated way to stop it. Yeah, you can turn off the sword. Yeah, the powers of the sword, because he obviously needed to do that. Sure, before he could take over the cities. So to do that, you need to offer, make an offering to the sword. Yeah, basically. So you need to offer the, your your largest piece of gold sure. for, in your city, your sacred urn. I can. I'm with you with the gold. Yeah. I can see why you would offer that. Yeah. I don't get the sacred urn. No. And does every city have a sacred urn? Seems unlikely. <laughs> and your deadliest creature. I can kind of yeah, get that. Yeah, I can kind of get that as well. So, you know, t- give that offering. That's, that can be taken for future That's going to stop. Battles if they can whatever. do that, if they can make that offering to this sword, the, the whole thing will stop. Sure. Barry Boswick Sal, knows Las Vegas. I don't know if we've covered this or not. But he knows where the la- where the largest piece of gold in Las Vegas is. Yeah, yeah. It's in the Golden Nugget Hotel, conveniently. <laughs> Surely, of all the vaults <laughs> of all the casinos in Las Vegas, there's a bigger bit of gold. Apparently not. This is convenient. Let's roll with it. Um, the urn is in Caesar's Palace. Yeah, there's a... There's Caesar's, a... Urn, Caesar's ashes Apparently, are in Caesar's yeah. Palace. There's a rumour that the urn used to hold Caesar's ashes. And... We'll cover the creature when we get to yeah. it, is basically what he says. So he's like, 
what we need to do is go to the Golden Nugget Hotel. Yeah. Have you been to Vegas? No. The Golden Nugget Hotel from the Luxor Hotel is literally, well, it's nine miles. I did it on Google okay. Maps. <laughs> I Google mapped it. It's a fucking long way. It's what it is. And you have to pass Caesar's Palace to get there. Right. But we're, we're so doing it in this they, order. They've not planned this journey particularly well. <laughs> they haven't. They've not Google mapped it. So they steal a minibus because there's quite a few of them. We can't steal a car. We need a minibus. Yeah, yeah. You've got to, got to have everyone covered. Yeah. Um, Luckily, there's a van yeah. right outside the parking garage. <laughs> and it's perfect size for them. It's exactly what they need. Yeah. Um, Olive mentioned something here about a dark messenger. Because they get... I did not get... I didn't get this either because nothing came of it. Yeah. I presume it's the snake that nothing... No, it is. Came, the, the, the whole stuff about the deadliest creature. Yeah. It just... I. Yeah. She, she's like, oh, by the way, the only bit I didn't tell you about the legend is that a dark messenger comes to warn of this emperor's yeah, arrival. To, to try and stop you doing what you're doing. Yeah. It feels like you're sort of thing you should have led with. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But they're instantly at the Golden Nugget. They almost teleport there because Olive can teleport. We've found this out. And the Golden Nugget, Sal knows, is in the presidential suite. Yeah. Which he happens to have a master yeah, key. Yeah, well, they're for. like, well, how the hell are we going to get up there? And he's like, well, I've got a key. I've got a, I've got a master key that opens everything in Vegas. That's a convenient <laughs> plot point. So convenient. <laughs> so convenient. They get there. They get up to this presidential suite, which didn't look like I just thought he had lots of all the keys. He had loads of, loads <laughs> of key cards. <laughs> TJ's like, I'm not hanging around. This is Andrew Lawrence's character. This is the first thing he's done in this film. I'm not hanging around. Trying to, so this this artifact is in a, gla- in, it in is a, in a glass, glass case, case. And it's a massive chunk of gold. Yeah. Massive. Um. He gets this massive axe off the wall, chops the glass case open, accidentally smashes the golden nugget. This but, was stupid. Yeah, it was. It was because pointless. They're all like, "Oh no, you've you've broke the nugget," yeah. and then some, and then Barry Boswick goes, "Well, it's still big. That big bit there, that biggest sure bit. That's, now, that's now the biggest bit yeah. of gold in Vegas." And it wasn't. It wasn't even that big. And it went like this. Wasn't like a knowing joke. This was just like it just didn't work this <laughs> it was did. surely weird you've got a, the biggest bit of gold in vegas surely there's a second biggest bit of gold in vegas which is bigger than this bit that you just broke off the biggest bit of gold yeah. who knows amber who is the only girl left uh aside from olive yeah as seems to have suddenly had enough and wants to end it all yes she uh, gets all suicidal I yeah she, she kind of goes outside and she's again a stupid move because well we've already seen what happens to people who've gone outside um <laughs> And uh, is it Oren, who's like yeah. the leader of the boys, he's and he's Nelson's best mate. Yeah, and he's the guy who's like, oh, I'll bring my mate Nelson on. Yeah. He he goes to comfort her also outside. Yeah, they're on a balcony. Yeah, in this hotel. Then they both die. Yeah, basically because Venice falls over <laughs> yeah. and traps them. I've written here. We lose two more characters because they seem to want to die. Yeah, because they've gone outside. They make no effort to get back inside and they're not trapped under the rubble. You, you see this rubble hit them. They're surrounded by they're rubble. surrounded by rubble, but neither of them are under and any And there's rubble. like a window yep. where they can see, see through, through the rubble to talk to Nelson. Because Aaron makes this sacrifice. He's like, I'm going to stay here. We'll die We'll die together. They don't just try and crawl back through. No, you could easily have got back in yeah. there. <laughs> they, were, they just wanted to die. So they did. <laughs> so we've, we've run out of characters now. We've... Oh no, we've got we've still got Andrew Lawrence's character. Yeah, TJ's TJ. left. This is TJ. But then we've only got TJ, Sal, Olive, and Nelson. Correct. Left. So they go back to the bus because they've got their big bit of gold now. Now they need to go to Caesar's Palace, which they would have just driven past a minute ago. Yeah, Sal's got the key to the storage garage. Yeah, so that's that's useful. That's helpful, and he knows where the storage garage is. And conveniently, it's literally there. Well, he says the urn <laughs> is stored in the garage because too many people tried to steal it when it was on display yeah, in the so casino. So we've, we've just put it in a garage. Yeah, and they'd conveniently just happen to be. 
at the entrance to that garage as we're doing this. Cheap thing. location, isn't it? They just drive straight in. They while they're driving, they avoid being crushed by a falling building. Yeah, uh, just the ball, a building that almost falls on them. <laughs> I've written. They need the service entrance. Oh, there it is. Um, so so <laughs> Sal's citywide master key is a handy plot device. It's my next uh, my next note. It really is. <laughs> and then I've got Caesar Zern is their next target. Oh, there it is. This all happens so quickly. It's yeah. like we drive into the garage. There's the urn. Virtually, it's virtually a drive through urn shop. You, they park up next to it, pull it out of this cage, and pick it up. And so they've got it. They've got the urn. They've got the golden nugget. Now all they need is the deadliest creature. Suddenly, TJ, Andrew I, Lawrence's character, gets really angry. Yeah, <laughs> for no reason. We. Um, we see the snake go into the urn. Yes. Yeah, we do. Brilliant. They haven't seen that. They they didn't see that. And Andrew Lawrence decides, I'm really angry. I'm going to go over to this He's trash like, compartment. I've had enough. <laughs> Which is totally stupid because they're now so close to completing this mission. Yeah, they're nearly there. But he's like, nope, enough. I'm done. Let's stop. I'm going to throw this urn in this trash compactor yeah. over here. So he goes to throw it in. He lifts the urn above his head and the snake falls out, bites his face. And he falls into the trash compactor yeah. himself. And there's some squelchy noises. There's some squelchy noises. And the uh, the snake just sits obediently on the floor. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we're done. We've, we've got this Sal. This might have been my favourite bit. Yeah, me too. We've got Sal, Nelson and Olive left. That's all. Um, we've got the end. We've got the gold. The snake's literally sitting in the front of them. Fucking deadly creature who has just bitten this dude's face off. Dude's face off and thrown him in a trash <laughs> compactor. Yeah. How are we going to catch this thing? What do we do? What happens? It's the deadliest creature yeah. in the world. Barry Boswick just puts it in a suitcase. <laughs> he, he opens the suitcase and kind of traps... Oh, shit. I hit my mic again. Kind of traps it in it. No drama. Just, yeah, it's, it's fine. Like, like he's done it a hundred times Yeah, before. like he's a snake catcher, a professional. It really made me laugh. So funny. It was so funny. You're just like, right, we've got all three bits now. That, getting those three pit, bits happens in ten minutes. Right. Okay. We'll come. We'll, let's come back to this in a second. Because I want to know, why was that so rushed Yeah. Uh, uh, and quick? And then... The whole thing grinds to a halt for no reason in about five minutes' time. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I know which scene, you know which scene I'm talking about. I do completely. So more people get blown off as they're back in the van <laughs> trying to get back to um, ISIS hotel. Yeah, they go back to the sword. Yeah, still in the, still stuck in the ground. Teleport straight away. There's no travel. Straight back to the sword. Still stuck in the ground. They make the offering to it. They put all the free items next to it. Sure. Nothing happens. Um, then they realise they probably need to take the snake out of the suitcase. Might help. So they do that. Snake very obediently sits, sits next, to, next the to the sword. Um, they all these items then get sucked into the sword. Yeah. So the snake ab- absorbed. Snake absorbed into the sword. Then the nugget and then the urn. Um, and then Nelson manages to pull the sword out of the ground. It does because he's a hero and he can do this. And then he instantly goes, "Oh, it feels like the whole thing was a bad dream." Yeah. <laughs> but nothing changes. Oh, well, my it's, it's still really windy. Um, it's st- no, it, calmed, it, it calms. It calms down, down a, a bit, bit, but not to the point yeah. where. Not for. And very they're long. celebrating. Hmm. They're they're happy. They feel like they've finished this film now. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly a helicopter crashes on them. Yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere, it's like we don't see this helicopter. We didn't know this helicopter was coming. Suddenly, this helicopter hits the ground right next to them, and nearly kills them all. Unfortunately, does manage to kill Sal. He gets impaled by a rotor, rotor blade, blade because against a palm tree. Yeah, and he dies. Way to go! He has this dying scene, doesn't he, where he's giving them all nuggets of information. But this offering to this sword doesn't appear to have worked. No, because the storm's kicked off again. Because Olive has only given us selective information. Yes, because she's like, because <laughs> she's a twat. Oh, um, I, <laughs> I forgot the last line. Forgot the last bit. Uh, only a true hero can wield the sword, and only by touching the heavens. Can the sword bearer restore order? Yeah. Now, 
if Sal hadn't just died 10 seconds ago, I'm sure he'd be saying that would have been really useful information <laughs> five minutes ago. Before this helicopter just fell on us, you <laughs> could have told us that. It'd be really helpful. Then Nelson says, well, the tallest building still standing is the Eiffel Tower. Sure. Because everything else has been destroyed. The, the tallest building still standing is the Eiffel Tower. And then we get a shot of a helicopter in trouble. Yeah. That's in the wrong place in this film. It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah. 100% it's got to be. There's a helicopter struggling with the wind. And then you can hear the guy on the comms going, we're really struggling with the wind. We're going down. And then it cuts. That's in the wrong place in this film. That's a terrible edit. I love shit like this. <laughs> I do as well. It's, it's because incredible. Because that helicopter but... came out of nowhere. We had no idea there was a helicopter coming and it just crashed and landed on it. How? That scene should have been a few scenes earlier. How, How does that happen? Is this left in this state? How does that happen? It's, how has nobody noticed? The people who have made this film have not watched this film. Because how does that happen? How do you do that? How do you get that so wrong? Can't be obvious to change it. <laughs> I've written here, that's positioned wrong, surely. Unless there's another helicopter about to crash, but it never does. We, I, I think that happens. And then, you know, people have got... I, I like to think that uh, the, the executives watching this movie for the... I think, again, clearly a TV movie. Yeah. I've got, well, okay... We know what we've got to go and do. I think they watched the whole movie and they were like, shit, it's five <laughs> minutes short. Yeah. Maybe. We we need another five minutes. Because that's the only explanation for this next scene. Yeah. This is the worst scene in this film. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's completely out of context and it's completely unnecessary in the whole film. We don't see anyone else in this film apart from our core group and yeah. those couple of extras. Yeah. There's no focus on, you know, just generally what's happening. Yeah, you know, we see a few people getting pulled off and blown off by the hurricane, <laughs> but there's no, yeah, there's no sort of like, oh, you know, scenes of like looting and riots no. and there's none of that sort of stuff. No, it's a very, there. it's a very empty Las um, Vegas, this film. So, so all of a sudden what happens is Nelson and Olive again look for a car because they're going to go to the Eiffel Tower to try and try and finish this this incantation, uh, and suddenly they're stopped by what I can only describe as a Mad Max bellboy. <laughs> That's a great description. Yeah, he just stops them and holds them at gunpoint for a bit. Yeah, just he to, like to slide, slides in on his luggage yeah. carrier, doesn't he? Basically, just he is there just to kill five minutes in this film because yeah. he he holds them at gunpoint. He tries to take the we firstly he tries to take the car. Yeah. Then he decides, no, I actually want Olive. Yeah. And and I'll have that sword while we're at it. Sure. So, and he does. He gets away with Olive at gun, by well by holding Nelson at gunpoint, and he takes the sword as well. And then and they go for a door. Yeah, they go to the other side of the wall. And then there's an off-screen gunshot. Yeah, there's a couple of off-screen gunshots. And she and then legs, she it, legs back it back in into shot. He follows. He's got a scratch on his. He's got, face. <laughs> yeah, and then he's kind of stalking. Her around the car park, yeah. trying to find her again, and then Nelson takes him out with the sword, which he didn't have. Which he didn't have, <laughs> which he'd lost two minutes earlier. Glad you noticed that as well. I did notice that, um, and that's it. He ki- he kills potentially kills this guy with the sword. I think he killed him. Yeah, that's it. That's never mentioned, never referenced again, because then we just get to the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, and when they get to the Eiffel Tower, they're just getting a lift hmm. in the middle of this sandstorm. Um, there's a narrator in the lift he doesn't like, so he stabs the speaker and then they arrive at the top and olive promptly falls out of the building <laughs> she's just she's broken her teleporting abilities and yeah. just there's netting and she even falls through that yeah so she, she's like we're just chatting away we're all fine we're probably how do we touch the heavens oh shit i fell off this building <laughs> that's really exactly what <laughs> exactly what happens 
He doesn't even notice that she's fallen off the Not building. Not straight away, Until no. she starts screaming <laughs> his name saying, Nelson, I've fell off the building. And then he pulls her back up. And then, this might be my second favourite bit, uh, the most rubber piece of building you've ever <laughs> seen falls straight on Frankie Muniz's head. Yeah, it just hits him. And no. bounces on him. <laughs> <laughs> it just knocks him out. Yeah. Why did that, that really happen? Made what, me what is going on here? Um, he rescues her. He takes the bump to the head. Then he raises the sword like he's fucking He-Man. Right, I thought she was going to do it. Yep. Me too. Because I was like, this movie treats women really bad. As in, it just every, kills them all. Not, not all treats them bad. Every single woman in this is a damsel in distress who is incapable. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's going to, it's going to be her. It's she's going to raise the, the sword and it's going to be a positive ending. Yeah. No, she's still a damsel in distress. She, she crawls over to the sword and then says, Nelson, here's your sword and yeah. throws it back to him. Exactly. And he lifts the sword like he's He-Man. It, I have, yeah. He has his <laughs> grey school moment for yeah. sure. Um, lightning and all sorts of shit shoot down hit the sword Isn't, they're not even at the top of the Eiffel Tower they're just on the viewing platform so they're not touching the heavens they're not They're not even outside <laughs> they're, they're in like this balcony area all sorts of shit goes on there's a quip a couple of minutes before where he says I don't even know what time of day it is it's so dark and then there's a flash and suddenly it's bright daylight yep. middle of the day there's no sign of any sand anywhere there's no wind it's a bright cheery las vegas day and it worked yay we've done it we've we've got rid of this curse they have a kiss they do their first kiss she compliments him on his kissing ability um and then he gives her the present that he somehow managed to carry around this he, whole hon- film. he gets this honking great bottle of sunscreen <laughs> out of his <laughs> trouser pocket yeah. she's like where's that been this whole time? Been... she's like you think she's like oh that's disappointing yeah that is disappointing i thought there was something else i thought you had a stonk on for the whole of this movie no he's been carting this (laughs) bottle of sunscreen around all all movie the very last line in this film really made me laugh as well so she she gets the last line of the film and she says a minute ago i thought i loved you and he's like oh no and she's like now i know i do (laughs) boom end of film um we get you get some lingering shots of vegas covered in sand buried yeah, it's, it's buried. buried. The bags have been taken and out. The, t- the, the tiger, tiger appears, roars. Terrible, terrible, CGI awful CGI tiger. tiger. And then the film ends. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? I, this is an awful, awful movie. Yes. Um, and last week was an awful, awful movie. Yeah. They're very different awfuls. I think they're about the same. Okay. The difference is. People are having fun in this, yeah. and they know what they're in. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And it's it's fun. It's the, a fun bad movie. Nobody's made it this makes, film thinking they're going to win any awards for it. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> it's ludicrous. The, the there are such huge sweeping um, leaps taken with the geography, with the timeline. With the uh, fact that your main character can teleport somehow. With as you've rightly pointed out, with the order in which this is edited together. <laughs> that helicopter scene that has to be an, an, a mistake. It's quite remarkable it was released in this <laughs> state, quite frankly. Yeah. Um but it is one of those sci fi channel movies from it's a it's a very distinct point in time, isn't it? Yeah. Of you know, eight to ten years ago when this sort of thing was ten a penny. Yeah. Um, it was actually made for the stars tv channel okay that was made for tv but yeah you're right the, the, at that point 2012 13 14 there was thousands of these movies coming out every day there was there's literally countless amounts of them 
And do you know what? I don't know how I've seen loads that are worse than this. Hundred percent. Loads and loads and loads. We've watched loads of them that are worse than this. I I thought it was quite entertaining. I don't watch oh, these films expecting so a good I. film. I expect I watch these films because I know I'm going to be entertained by yeah. them, and I was, and that's all I could ask for a film like. How this film's ended up on Netflix when there isn't any others of it? There's nothing else like this on Netflix. Yeah, I've no idea. I don't know how it's ended up on there. And Sharknado's well, not even available accident. on any streaming service. Oh, really? Yeah, you that can't. Like it doesn't stream it. anywhere. None of them. You can buy them on Apple and Bit Amazon, but you can't stream them for free on anywhere. And yet this is that because this is out of fashion. Yeah, is it? It kind of feels like oh. The this time is, this is on Netflix because someone's forgotten to remove it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the time has passed where these films are being made now. These films are not being made anymore. There, right. there was a stage where they were, a lot of them. And then Hollywood got involved. And Hollywood made a film like The Meg. Yeah. And they made Crawl. And, and as, as soon as the Hollywood machine gets it, it's, it's like, well, it's, it's not, not cool, cool anymore. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as The Meg came out, they killed that industry. Yeah. And The Meg's not even that great. It's fine. It's all right. Yeah. I I thought it was great. I I enjoyed it, but I enjoy this type of film. I, you know I do. We oh, look, do. This did not drag. No, not at all. It flew by. It's only on for an hour and twenty six. This the, this it's so shit. <laughs> There's so much to take apart. It it. This is our. You can't butter. not this, be entertained by this. No. It, it's just it's so wacky. Yeah. This is our bread and butter. This is what we do. This is what we we what, how we know each other. Briefly talk about how you want to make it. What what's the best thing about this film? Um, Barry Boswick. Yeah, agreed. That was going to be my answer as well. He's amazing. He's he's he, he's just having fun. He loves it. You can tell he's he absolutely ha- loves yeah. making it. Even his death scene is just he hams it up so much. It just really works. This of all the yeah, it's a lounge singer who knows Vegas and he knows all the secrets and all the keys. And and... I, I'm up for a Sal spin-off movie. An origin story. Yeah. I love that. He can't sing for shit. He did sound just like uh, Jim Carrey doing Tony Clifton. It's just exactly like that. What would you change about it? I, I know it's fun. I, I do kind of think if I'm f- just to be serious for a minute, it should hang together better. Yeah, it needs to be edited better. Why is she under that rubble? Yeah, there's a scene that's been cut out there somewhere. Nobody's noticed. <laughs> there is. There must be. She must have fell off that structure she was on through the hotel roof. Just didn't have the money to do, to do either that effect. Either they've not done it, or, or they've it cut wasn't it. good enough to, or they've cut yeah. it. There's, there's a scene that that explains how that's happened. the The helicopter thing, I've got no explanation for, because that's just in the wrong order. Those two scenes are just in the wrong order for some reason. <laughs> and also, I've never seen it before. It makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know. You could. You, there's oodles of things you can change, but then you lose the charm of what it is. Yeah, and it's too easy. I'm not going to say something like make this movie with a hundred million dollar budget because then Nobody you get like, like then you, you get say, the army you just, of the dead. Yeah, you get a boring, <laughs> churned out movie. Um, yeah, just okay, fine. Tell me why she's under the rubble then. If, <laughs> if there's budgetary or um, technical reasons why we can't see that scene, there's a then, line in this film where she deliberately doesn't tell you why. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> she is like, you mean after we took took me and Elvis took on a tiger? Yeah. I want to know exactly that. So, yeah, they the, the deliberately don't tell you that. So, do you want to do a stream table? Yeah, sure. I, I, I think I, it's I, pretty obvious. I, I, think. I think it's really obvious. Okay. <laughs> I've it's, got a feeling your obvious is different to my obvious. Do you? Yeah. So, currently, we've got Arlo the Alligator Boy first. Yeah. Contamination second. Containment. Containment. Contamination? Where do I get that from? <laughs> Containment second and Secret Obsession in third. Yeah. So it's, it's an argument of whether it's better or worse than Secret Obsession. This is third. Yeah. 
That's exactly where I was going. Oh, fine, fine, this is fine. this is better than Secret uh, Secret Obsession be- just because it's more entertaining, but it doesn't touch the top two. No, so but, I didn't know if you were going to give me a curveball with you've had so much fun with it. It needs to be higher up. And no, I, was, I think I was going to smack you down. There are I, films out there that I would have done that with things like Mega Sharks and octopuses and huge shark attacks. I was like, stuff. look, I this is fun, just a scary. I had a fun time, but this is a terrible movie. I agree. It it's it's just. It's as terrible as last week's, but it's a it's, bit more fun. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's it. it's just that knowing wink that gives it the edge. Yeah, I think we'll we'll argue about it later in the season. If it had come later in the season, we would have had an argument about where it goes. I think because I think you would have put it a lot lower than I would have. But I think I think you might be right because I think where I could see this being a sticking point later on is where you go. Okay, we've just watched X film, which is a better film than destruction las vegas but it's nowhere near as much fun yeah um I've, i i i see a future where we argue about this film but it's come at the right time where we don't need to yet because it's a bad film because it's a bad film there's going to be a point where there's bad films that are better and bad films that are worse you said something just before we close out on this yeah. uh, when when we picked this from the randomizer i think it was when we were off air we just we just stopped recording yeah about the title of this movie Oh, I did. That's yeah, something needs... that could be improved. I need... <laughs> because Destruction Las Vegas yeah. is a pretty poor effort. Yes. Do you remember what you came up with? I didn't come up with it. I, it was on IMDb's trip. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was it? Okay. Sorry, yeah, I'm it's... giving you credit. You're giving you me just, credit. You could just run with that. Someone had suggested then that this should be called Blast Vegas. The original title for the movie was even better than that. Okay. <laughs> the original title for the movie was Blowing Vegas Off the Map. Fine. Much better. <laughs> But it was changed to Blast Vegas. Still much better. Has the producers felt that Blow in Vegas was too sexually charged. <laughs> and then no, it became... No, no one is watching this movie and getting sexually charged, despite all the references to getting blown off and sucked off. So there, during... There is nothing <laughs> sexual no, about not. this movie. So there's, during the whole making of this film, this film was called Blast Vegas. Okay. And then it, before release, it was changed to Destruction Las Vegas. They are both better titles than what they eventually ended up going Blow in Vegas off the map. I yeah. love that. I would have loved that. That would have made it top for me. <laughs> Should we pick next week's? Let's do it. What do you want? Um, I feel like we've had two, in a way, similar movies like I, that I've kind of enjoyed, but I'm not supposed to enjoy. So should we have something that's actually good? Uh, <laughs> let's have a... Let's, yeah, let's have something dramatic. A okay. proper drama. We've not done a proper horror yet this season. No, either. that's we true. We need to get a horror film in. You ready? Let's do it. It has picked a film... I think you might have got... I think we might have got a horror story. It's picked a film called A Classic Horror Story. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually really recent. It only came out this year. Okay. Um, came out in July, in fact. So it's really, really recent. Um, it's Italian. Oh. I don't think we've done an Italian movie. I don't think we have either. On our tour around Europe so far. No. Agreed. Do you want to know the synopsis? I, I would love to. It says, Five carpoolers travel in a motorhome to reach a common destination. Night falls, and to avoid a deadly animal carcass, they crash into a tree. <laughs> I feel that this may have been translated. <laughs> um, a dead animal carcass, I think it should say. When they come to their senses, they find themselves in the middle of nowhere. The road they were travelling on has disappeared, and there is only a dense, impenetrable forest and a wooden house in the middle of a clearing, which they discover is the home of a spine-chilling cult. Okay. I nearly read that last word wrong. Um, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, and is a Italian horror film. Nice. We've not, we've not been to Italy before. 
Exciting. I love a good horror story, and that's a classic horror story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's got to be. That's the name, that's of, the the name, mo- of, the name of the movie. So yeah, go out and check out a classic horror story. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. If you want to drop us an email, our email address is bottomofthestream at gmail.com and the website is bottomofthestream.com. On the website, you will find every episode we've ever recorded. You will find all the stream tables, loads of other cool stuff, and you can even get some merch if you want a bottom of the stream handbag. handbag. <laughs> Check <laughs> us out on uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash bottomofthestream. On there for a couple of quid every month, you'll get early access to episodes, you'll get bonus episodes. Nick writes a newsletter every month, and if you come in at the top level, you'll get a wild card. So you can give Robin the week off, and you can pick the film that we watch that particular week. And after you've done all of that, come and join us in Discord. We have loads of cool chats in there. We do some watch-alongs. All sorts of stuff goes on, and the Discord link will be in the bottom of the show notes. Yeah, come and join the Discord community, which is ever-growing, and it's just fun to have a nice chat. And it is. It's very random. Very Uh, ross is in there of course it's random yeah sure do that um if you've got a few minutes we would really appreciate you leaving us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts because it really helps the algorithm and get our little thumbnail in front of more people's eyes which means we are in more people's ear holes you can do that on apple Podcasts, spotify podbean podchaser cephalopod anywhere that you can get podcasts we're on all of those uh pandora <laughs> yeah, if check you, us out on Pandora. If you're in the States, then uh, as quite a few people seem to have done recently, uh, come and find us on there. Maybe you could make a sandcastle <laughs> and review us in the remains of Las Vegas. Do it. Frankie, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, do all of that. Please do any, anything, that, anything that you can do to help us is great. Um, and then when you've done that, go and watch a classic horror story and we'll come back next week on Monday for The Wave and next Thursday for the movie show. Cheers. Bye.